Websites are hugely important for your business. If you don't have one, you're probably missing out. So head over to anyinsbusinessshow.com slash zimventures to check out our newest sponsor and see what he can do for you and your website today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Amateur Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana, and today I'm here with Steve Gamlin, the motivational firewood guy. <laughs> How's it going, Chris? Good. How you doing? Doing great. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you coming out and for taking the extra trip to bring your books. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, well, a couple of nor'easters got in the way. We were yeah. in a brand new house. We moved in just in time to have to shovel out two blizzards, <laughs> so I didn't quite get to the post office. My apologies. Yeah, that was a Um... Yeah, so how was those can't even talk. How those don't research treating you guys? Uh, it was pretty good. It yeah. was the, the toughest part was we actually moved in the day before uh, <laughs> nor'easter number two. Yeah, and uh, I had to learn a new driveway uh, yeah. with the snowblower, and I figured out once a bunch of black uh, bark mulch was flying out the chute that I'd gone beyond the driveway. So I got a little repair work <laughs> to do in the spring already. I'm sure my new neighbors just thought it was hysterical um, they but, probably did yep i did too actually <laughs> i'm like hey we're in a new house hey that's not pavement yeah yeah that's that's too funny so, it's going great yeah so let's get a little history on you mm-hmm. um kind of your past everything what led you up to here now yeah i was uh, actually from my mid-20s to the mid-30s uh, had a very successful and fun exciting happy radio career mm-hmm. and i worked about 15 years worth of hours in 10 years and I was absolutely mentally, physically, emotionally just just fried. And one of the things that has happened over and over in my life, when I'm fried, when I'm done, I'm done. And I walked away from the radio career, which led to uh, my first marriage ending, mm-hmm. which led to, at age 35, being about $65,000 in debt and crawling home to live with family. Yeah. In just in the ashes. And I spent about a year or two kind of deciding, okay, where do I want to go? What did I used to do or feel like to be happy? And how can I get that back again? And I really spent a lot of time uh, taking notes, reading a lot of material, finding a lot of experts, throwing out some of the materials from gurus (laughs) out there. And I really put myself back together. And I met a coach. And one of the first sessions we had was me telling him a story about hitting a bucket of golf balls in a thunderstorm under power lines uh, daring God to hit me and actually holding the club up and waving it a little bit just sarcastically he thought that was the funniest thing in the world and he asked have you ever thought of being a stand-up comedian or a motivational speaker yeah. and I said you know what actually I've wanted to do both for years and within six months I was doing both and that was uh, 14 15 years ago yeah and I've been doing it ever since so people ask me hey you know how can I become a speaker a wreck your life <laughs> B put it back together and C Take notes and then just share them with people in a way that you can teach a lesson. And if you have something to share that could help somebody, it's probably a good idea to figure out a way to do it. And I just like doing it on, on a stage. Yeah. That's really interesting because I had another guest on just a couple hours ago mm-hmm. and she said something very similar about, you know, the normal people probably shouldn't be the coaches and stuff. The good coaches are the ones who their lives have literally just fallen apart. Oh, yeah. And then when you rebuild yourself, you know, yeah. you're, you have something to teach them now. Yeah. <laughs> there was a glut of coaches, people becoming coaches about 15 or 16 years ago. Yeah. And it, it, it came across uh, a lot of the ones I spoke to. And the reason I settled on mine, and he was, I've had two coaches or three in the last 15 years. They've all been amazing because they've all walked their talk. There was this big glut of people who academically, the study programs became certified to be coaches. But the, 
in my opinion, a lot of them didn't have the practical hands-on. They hadn't walked through it. They didn't have the scars. Yeah. I, I think that any great lesson has a scar behind it. When I'm 90, I want to be on my front porch smiling, covered in them, because I wasn't afraid to go do something and, and learn and then be able to authentically share the advice. That's why what I talk about on stage, I've, I've been through it all. I mean, these are my stories. Yeah. I don't I don't go read readers digest and go, well that might be helpful. <laughs> you know, I I've called I've been keeping journals for about twenty eight years. Yeah. And uh, when I became a speaker I went back through a lot of them and there were things I hadn't even remembered that I'd gone through. And that's kind of the seeds of what I talk about now. I mean, one of my newest stories actually happened New Year's Eve waiting two hours for Chinese food hmm. uh, in a restaurant. The people by the front door complained the whole time and the people who went on the other side of the glass we were having a party back there. So, you know, it's real life. Wow. So you brought up a couple of things I thought I just thought are pretty cool. There's, I don't know if you know Gary Vaynerchuk. Big fan of Gary V. Okay, cool. Yep. Because he talks about a point, and you hit on it perfectly. I think this is fantastic. When he says, sometimes you don't have to create content. Sometimes you just record it. And then that can be your whole thing. That's what I'm doing for the show. Yep. Like. I create these interviews and stuff like that, but I don't like create a whole bunch of, oh, this is how you run your business. Like I just, I relay a lot of what I do to my audience. So they get to watch me expand this as I grow and stuff. And so a lot of, yeah, I'll just recording and putting out what I'm doing instead of like preaching from the next level that we're not at yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's Which, unfortunately there are too many experts out there yeah. who you know they're the gurus and and they they thunderously you know it's lasers and fog machines and fist bumping music and everybody just this this just insanity level of things <laughs> and then you get people like gary who sit in the back of the car with their iphone or record a video yeah you know some people like gary's approach and some don't but i really like that he's he's from the gut you know everything really that he talks about he's lived yeah. You know, he's had the highs, the lows. He started with nothing, and, and he created something pretty amazing. And, and I'm a fan. I, I like his approach, and I try to be in that vein. There's nothing about me that's perfect. <laughs> but there's a lot of lessons, uh, some of which took a long time to learn, and that's that's really what I share. Yeah. 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 I like that. That's pretty cool. So you, you mentioned being on the radio. So what did you do on the radio? And I was I a, being a host, but I was a morning show producer, actually, for okay. most of my 10 years. So I was the guy behind the glass. Um, uh, I worked for three years in the late 90s at Rock 101 in Manchester as part of the Baxter in the morning show. I was Silent Steve, which will let you know how much they let me talk. Yeah. But everything you heard that was not a spoken voice was me. And at the end of each show, you know, I would just look down at the board and said, we just made four hours of a pretty cool radio happen with these and, and my, my fingers and my brain. Yeah. And that was so rewarding because you almost have to work harder to, to make a difference than just saying something. You, know, yeah. you have to... You have to wrap everything in music and sound effects and timing and, and all of that. And I really took a lot of pride and joy in that. And that's what I try to bring in to, to interviews now, um, being on stage, shooting, owning my own recording studio where I do all of my stuff now. Yeah. I always try to create that full-on experience. So it's not just the words. It's the emotions you can create with a well-timed sound effect or piece of music or a visual <laughs> or something. I, I try to create an experience yeah. with everything I I produce and I think that's what I love most about radio and I, the people I worked with taught me a ton yeah. and some of those people are still part of my life even 20 plus years later and I'm, I'm so grateful for all the people that have been part of 
of my journey. Nobody is successful alone. Yeah. Some people say, oh, that person is completely self-made. No, they're not. Yeah. They had people that taught them along the way. Whether or not they choose to acknowledge those people, that's one thing. Uh, I'm not alone on anything. <laughs> there is nothing self-made about me. I'm pinballing my way through this world and just picking up some knowledge from everybody and always trying to be respectful enough to thank people yeah. for uh, you know for being part of my journey. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, I'm not very religious anymore, but back when I was younger, um, I remember being at our church. My mom always dragged me to, and uh, <laughs> I was I was raised Catholic in my youth as well, and I'm I'm also just kind of on my own. Yeah. yeah. So, but the one thing I think it's probably the only thing he ever said that I remember from my old pastor is he's like, he's like, you're not really you. You are a mixture of everyone you've spent like a little bit of time in a room with. Yeah. So throughout your life, you've become. Literally a mixture of everyone you've spent time with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Uh, you know, somebody can say something one day. You can see something. That's mm. why I have my camera and my voice recorder with me at all times. Mm. Um, I, I've pulled over to to pull a branch out of a road or to, or to shovel out a, a fire hydrant on a tiny street and had somebody drive by and just thumbs up or roll down the window and say, thank you so much for doing that because... You know, what would have happened if the firemen took five extra minutes and had to, you know, unbury that and they could, somebody could lose their house? And I'm thinking, all these little people who just just offer up a, a thank you, or a bit of gratitude, or a bit of advice, or when I see somebody doing something kind, that triggers me to want to do something. Yeah. One of my favorite games in the world is shopping cart rodeo. And when you go rescue a carriage from somewhere and offer it to somebody and then you make them laugh or... You know, just all these people affect me every day, no matter yeah. what, whether I'm on stage in front of a thousand people or the other day, warming up the uh, the handle of a shopping cart for a woman who thought it was so funny that I was rubbing my hands back and forth saying, I want to pre-warm this for you. It's been out in the cold for a while. You know, that still makes me laugh. Yeah. And every time I think of that, and, and it's going to be part of a stage story now. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. So you do a lot of speaking gigs? Um, I took a few months off to move because yeah. I've got to tear down my old recording studio and build the new one uh, and then dealing with all the, the hoops of buying a new home. But I'm starting to get back into that and starting to build the schedule back up, yeah. Okay, that's pretty cool because I've always wanted to get into speaking gigs, but I'm like, I actually don't have anything to say yet, so I'll wait a little bit. Sure you do. <laughs> sure you do. You could you could speak to people who want to host their own shows. That'd be pretty cool. You know, even even that. Um, yeah. I've been building up my YouTube channel for really seriously for about the last two years, but I've had it for about eight years. Mm -hmm. And I look back to where I started eight years ago, and then I think of all the people that have educated me along the way. Wow, I've deleted about 400 <laughs> of my kindergarten videos that were just, I saw one yesterday that was just horrible. <laughs> and I stopped and I thought, I said, well, okay, there's this guy, Brian, and there's this other guy, and there's Tim, and there's Nez, and all these people that have shaped my channel that I've learned from, and when I go back to thank them, they just say, I'm just a regular guy. I'm like, yeah, but you helped me get here, and you've got something pretty valuable. So, yeah. you know, share that with people somehow. Get it get it on out there because somebody else out there is looking for a hero today. Yeah. And if you're that much farther, if you're that many shows into your own or episodes into your own show, then you've got some value just for that. Yeah. So create a little thing about how to start your own show. And somebody hmm. will be a fan and somebody will get something from it and probably reach out and say, well, you know, you said if you could do it, anybody could. So I'm going to take your advice now. I'm going to go do it. 
I coach people that want to be speakers. I say, I want to be a speaker and travel the world. I'm like, you're crazy. This is this is work, man. Yeah. <laughs> people think you just get up on a stage and blah, 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 blah. Well, that's the fun part. Doing it as a business, that's the hard part. I've, I've invested a lot of money in some serious education on how to do it as a business. Yeah. And uh, it, it takes time and a lot of work. But I'm thankful for the people that have taken the time to offer me some advice. Cool. Well, that's that's actually a pretty cool way to really get into. Um, what does it take to do something like that on full time? Because one of the big stepping stones, I guess you want to say, when you reach that level of importance is people kind of expect to have to do a lot of speaking events and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you see it all the time. Anytime someone like, you know, was it Tony Robbins, Grant Cardone, any big name in the yep. in, in any industry, they kind of start doing speaking events. Yeah. So it's kind of that people feel they probably have to, whether they do <laughs> I, have to or I not. I actually but. used to host my own events. Yeah. And I, I hope to never, ever, ever have to do that again. <laughs> it, it it's It's a pain in the butt. Yeah. It really is. Uh, because I would I would have people that said, oh, can we pay at the door? Or it starts off as, oh, my gosh, that's wonderful. I've got to be there, and I'll bring a bunch of people. And then a little while later, it's, you know, can I pay at the door? And then the next day after you sat there in an empty room for an hour and nobody showed up, they'll they'll email you and say, tell me when the next one is. Yeah. So I, I blew a lot of money early on, a lot of frustration, and I finally figured out, why don't I just try to create a message that's more valuable to a potential client to hire me to come in? You have to speak for free a lot to get noticed and, and to kind of get your legs. And I tell people, first thing to do, join a Toastmasters club. Oh, yeah. And craft, learn to craft your stories. Uh, average speech in Toastmasters, five to seven minutes. I do two-hour events now, but they all started as those little nuggets. So first off, figure out what your message is going to be and figure out a pain out there that you can provide value for and you can help people to get past something. If you're just looking to rah, 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 well, there's a lot of people out there to do that. Yeah. But find a pain that's out there and figure out a way that you can authentically share some advice that will help with that pain. And then just get really, really good. And and people will notice. Now, that's to an extent. Then you have to start marketing yourself and, yeah. and selling, which I really don't like to do. I'm not great at it. Yeah. You know, I, I like to just be out there and somebody offered me a great bit of advice recently. Yeah. Get so amazing that the world cannot possibly ignore you. Yeah. So that's the path I'm on now, just to try to become amazing. Well, but also like... to market myself. You know, I yeah. I you know, I will approach people and I'll I'll submit, you know, the little resume, the little proposals, but I'm not hyper aggressive with selling and it's probably to my detriment, but but you know, I just want to be that guy on stage. Yeah. What do, you, what do you talk about on stage? I am a back-to-basics blend to positivity and humor. Okay. And a customer recently described this, and I, and I hope I get this right. <laughs> we can have people come in all year long and teach our people their job skills, but when their hearts and their souls are exhausted and they can't remember why they even do what they do, we bring in Steve. <laughs> and I thought that was the greatest description of what I do. I'm that you know, end of the year, at the annual conference, burst of good energy that tries to dig deep and remind people my number one keynote is called attitude action traction we talk about having the choice of a positive attitude and not just being you know hey every day above days above grounds a great day because that's garbage but we have a choice every day of how we react to everything yeah taking consistent action towards what our goals are that's important they don't just happen for us 
And then gaining traction is taking any bit of knowledge that you acquire and doing something with it, applying it, going somewhere with it, you know, gaining traction. And a lot of people say they bring me in for A, the energy level, but B, that reminder to get back to basics every once in a while. We get bogged down. The world around us, if you watch the news all day, every day, is not a happy experience. Yeah. So to remind us of what is most important to us and to put more of the good stuff in our lives every day. And that's basically what it comes down to. And laugh a lot. And there's a lot of storytelling and some pretty powerful <laughs> visuals that I use on screen while I'm describing them. And yeah. when somebody approaches you three years after a speaking event in the Captain Crunch aisle of a grocery store in Nashua, and not only remembers you, but remembers the story you told, the picture you used, and how you described it, and then tells you how he applied it in his life and improved things, that's better than a paycheck. Yeah. It really is. That and would I, be really, really cool. I was amazed and, and, and humbled and honored, and I still talk about that as one of the greatest moments in 15 years as a speaker. The guy that came up to me three years after an event to, and, and told me what he did with it and how he improved his life. That's... Huh. Better than a paycheck. Yeah. Honestly, is. Hmm. Yeah, I can definitely see that. It's pretty cool. So I'm going to do a quick word from the sponsors, and then sure. we'll move right on to the second section of the show. And uh, so everyone, hold on just a moment. Jordan Peterson wrote a program called the Self-Authorship Program, uh, I think with the help of some of his colleagues. Now, this program was designed to help people understand their pasts and to really get over events in the past that have bothered them um, know who they are in the present and become who you want to be in the future because these things are possible so instead of just riding the roller coaster of life aimlessly you know jump into the self authorship program at nhbusinessshow.com slash self author and really take responsibility for your life point it in the direction you want to go into and then just move with it there's nothing better than improving yourself and when you take that responsibility onto yourself you, you'll be amazed how much better you feel long run so nhbusinessshow.com slash self author and get started today you, you said you host a, a show of your own as well yeah i've got a podcast radio show yeah. what do you guys talk about uh, i cool. basically it's it's kind of an extension i take my articles mm-hmm and repurpose them as radio shows, as videos. That's pretty cool. Uh, I do. I write all my articles practically in real time on LinkedIn, and instead of agonizing over them, I just go on LinkedIn and I go, okay, as fast as I can think them up. Then I just clean up the punctuation. Bang, it's an article. Yeah. And then it's a video, and then it's uh, a radio show. Generally, that's super cool. Um, I like that approach. Somebody told me that years ago. They said, "Why are you killing yourself for content?" Take one really good idea and put it everywhere. Yeah. Like, that's easier. <laughs> yeah. That's, like I was going to say, this is probably a killer tip for everybody. Two things that are not actually. First one is, like you said, if you write a blog post about it or an article, make a little video about it. Yeah. And talk about it another time. So you can put it up on multiple forums. Super easy. Yeah. The other one is stop caring so much about perfection. Oh, God. <laughs> you know. It, it's, it's it'll never be perfect yeah it'll never be perfect yeah and just make it when it's done put it out yeah <laughs> like yeah. no one's expecting you to be super perfect because yeah. you're either a brand new company you're even the guys at the top you're a human who cares yeah. you know the authentic you know 
the authenticness of your uh, your message is more important. Yeah, I shot a video on the sidewalk outside a hotel in I want to say it was in Nashville because I was so proud that I bypassed the bacon buffet and actually found the hotel gym. Mm -hmm. And I'm in a in a t-shirt. The wind's blowing my hair all over the place. I mean, no, I you know use powder and stuff because I got rosacea and no, like no nothing. Just and go. Yeah. And somebody emailed me and said that is the greatest video you've ever done. Yeah. Because you were just you. Yeah. And I said, well, okay, imperfection. People can relate to that. Yeah. I don't do Hollywood blockbuster videos. I'm just <laughs> me. Yeah. I've got better lighting than I used to have. <laughs> I found an old video yesterday that somebody was using on their website, and I said, oh yeah, that testimonial. I'm gonna redo that. That's cringeworthy. Yeah. She emailed me an hour later and said, you won't believe this. I just got a phone call from a guy who's hiring me. She's a hypnotherapist because he saw your video. <laughs> like he probably said well if you can make that goofy looking dude better <laughs> but that actually happened last night that's awesome so yeah that's my that's probably my favorite part about everything is I'll, I'll talk to someone who came on the show and they're like yeah like some people reached out because you know no. they liked what they heard yep. you know like that's that's, that's the point <laughs> you know yeah um, I dig deep especially in the beginning on um, your past, who you are, why do you do what you do? Mm. Because that's important. People forget about it when they market all the time. They yeah. talk about what, like, oh, I do this. I'm gonna take your example. It's like I'm a hypnotherapist. Like, well, there's more to it. Like, that's a cool story. Why did you get there? Yeah. You know, if you want the passion? deepest, deepest reason of why I'm a why I do this, yeah, it goes by back to why I even got in radio. Yeah. Um, you ever have a friend who, who just badgers you? You should go do this. You'd be great at it. Mm -hmm. And you finally listen. Yeah. That was my friend Danny in the early 90s. <laughs> you should be on the radio. Because yeah. I was you know, I just getting out of college. I was broke, living on my grandfather's couch, depressed. Didn't know what to do with my life at age 22. Yeah. So at 24 years old, finally borrowed some money from my grandfather, went to broadcast school, got my first radio internship, not even a job. Hadn't seen Danny all summer. I drove down to his house, and he was so happy and so proud, and he died three weeks later. Oh, wow. Died of cancer. He was 23. Oh, it wow. took me 10 years to get the lesson, but it went back to when somebody believes in you, listen to them, because they see something in you that you don't even see in your own mirror. Yeah. Because you you got so much garbage in the way of, oh, I can't do that because I'm not whatever. And I became a speaker because I want to be that person for others. And it took me, it took a dear friend of mine 17 questions to get to that reason why you're a speaker. Because I want to help people. Why you're a speaker, really? Da, 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 17 questions later, with tears coming down my face, I remembered Danny. Mm -hmm. uh, and he said, okay, don't ever forget why you're a speaker. Yeah. You know, so to me, it's the person who comes in late and who's sitting all the way in the back, who won't even look at me, who sat in his or her car, afraid to even come in. Or maybe sat out there crying, and I've got a family member with anxiety who's done this. I said, "That's who I have to work hardest for. Not the people in the front who've seen me ten times, and and you know clap and scream and know all the stories. I said, it's that person. So I would never ever take for granted being on stage. You know, the applause means not quite as much as seeing somebody connect. Yeah, and it's always been that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is pretty powerful." <laughs> I will say that's a very good message. And there's a picture of me and Danny in some of my presentations. And yeah. that's one thing as a speaker, never leave people sad. 
don't talk about your friend that died and then turn around and think they're going to be okay. <laughs> so the, the picture of us, I, I now say, you know, there were, there were three things I miss in this picture. Obviously I miss my friend. I miss how simple life was in 1992. Oh man. And, uh, yeah. and I always put my thumb at the picture and I said, and I miss the ability to wear horizontally striped clothing. And I always look down <laughs> at my stomach. I'm like, I wear verticals now. That's that's super funny. <laughs> like Audiences everywhere. really love that line because then yeah. it's, it gives permission to move on. Yeah, you know, they may be thinking of somebody in their life that they lost. And I learned early on, don't leave people sad. Yeah, uh, and I actually made somebody cry one time, and I, I felt like the biggest jerk <laughs> in the world. So that's when I developed the the humorous. Yeah, comeback. Yeah, you kind of just you, we're you, good with that now. You yeah. pull out of it a little bit, so they're not leaving on that subject. yeah that would be the best way to end it you just tell a super sad story you're like hey see you guys the next time yep. you know yeah it's been really nice why aren't you applying why are you why is there a box of kleenex being pa- oh i'm an idiot and i made you cry yeah i'm sorry yeah oh that's that's it way happens. too funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh yeah true so let's talk a little bit about your books because sure. when you brought them over i went through them all they're pretty cool thank um, you so let me just show them here real quick yep there's a whole bu- bunch of them <laughs> As you can see, there's, there's a couple of, of learning experiences behind uh, two of them. Yeah. Uh, always, you know, one learning experience when your book is called 20 to Life in a Good Way. Yeah. Make sure all 20 chapters are in the proof that is sent to you before you say, you know what? Print a thousand copies. <laughs> Guess who didn't check the proof? I had a thousand uh, copies of that with only 12 chapters in it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's why it's supposed to be 20 chapters? Or oh, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> something shiny happened you know I, yeah. I was checking the proof i'm like cover page yep dedication yep yeah 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 phone rang something you know squirrel something happened and i never went to the end of the proof and they had missed a bunch of the files they didn't scroll down that's not their fault it's mine yeah and i went and picked up a thousand copies of the book and i'm sitting in route 93 traffic on a friday afternoon heading north which means parked mm-hmm. and i decided to look at the book i'm like wow it looks thinner than i thought but okay you know, on my steering wheel, chapters eight, nine, ten. Wow, this book looks thin. Eleven, twelve, the end. Oh no! I called the guy up. He goes, "Dude, the book looks great." I'm like, "Dude, there's eight chapters missing." And turned out I I had failed to. It was uh, sixteen hundred dollars. That was my quarterly tax payment. Yeah. I took it to pay for the books, and then I figured I'll put the tax money back when I sell them. Had a thousand copies of a book I couldn't sell. Hmm. and uh, canceled all my events for a couple of weeks and crawled in my recording studio and just sat there until a friend of mine said, you are brilliant. You just made a thousand limited edition samplers of your new book. <laughs> That's a really good way to look at it. it thank God for him. Yeah. And so I, I begged, borrowed, uh, worked out a deal where I could pay part with a credit card, got a thousand copies printed, and within three months had sold enough to pay for both printings. So That's fantastic. That friend... Saved my life because yeah. that would have been the biggest, brightest bonfire you had ever seen. Yeah, and it goes it goes back to what you said about you know we're just a, it's not just you; it's everyone else in your life yeah. who like helps you through that. Because you know, like you said, your face was so deep in like just being ashamed of probably making oh, a yeah. giant mistake. Yeah, that you know you couldn't see the simple the simple solution to it. That's someone pointing in your direction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and people would say, hey, you know where can I buy the real one? You know, I, I, I would hand these out at speaking events. Yeah. And people would call me up, where can I buy the full book? Yeah. Like, right there at my website. <laughs> I know, why not? <laughs> um, so I, I'm so thankful for that friend. 
Yeah. And every once in a while, he'll look at me and he'll he'll shake his head, and I'll say, "I know what you're thinking about, <laughs> you know." Um, yeah, I screwed up, but you know, some it, it's a bit overused. But some people say, you know, make your mess your message, mm-hmm. which it's it's actually true. Just show people you're real. Yeah, that's all. Just be real. None of us. I don't care if it's the biggest, most famous people on the planet. They have all screwed up. That's <laughs> yeah. how they got. That's how they learned to be great. Is they tried something, they failed, they learned, and then they tried again. Yeah, that's all it is. How did you go about deciding what you wanted to write your book on? When early on in my career, I was having a conversation with another speaker, and he said, "Well, who are you?" And I said, "Well, I want to, you know, help people and be positive messages." And he kept after me, and I said, "I'm like the motivational firewood guy." I said, "I want to give little pieces of advice and information, and not say that I have this super secret formula." I said, "I just want to throw these positive things out there." And if you've got a spark of desire in your heart, if you've got a goal, but you don't know quite how to do it, and something I share kind of ignites that, I said, that's motivational firewood. Mm-hmm. And then his next question was, do you know anything about trademarks? <laughs> no. <laughs> he says, you might want to trademark. He says, that's actually pretty an interesting concept. So anytime I write a book, what I want to do is I don't write 400-page books. Yeah. Why? Because I don't read 400-page books. Mm-hmm. I want to give people just bullet points information so most of my books are just a positive quote uh, a call to action that's the motivational firewood part and then journal pages where if people actually take action on it because i'm a big believer in journaling and, and writing down your your journey so i leave room in there that if people applied that thing they could write down the date what they did and their result so they can kind of keep it as a as a journey and not just read it and throw it on a shelf yeah so that's that's really where all of my books are. I've got a new one coming out. I'm hoping by Memorial Day. I've just, I've selected all the quotes. I've just got to find some graphics and um, and go from there. But it'll be in the same vein. It'll be just these little bits that if they if they hit you a certain way one day and get you to do something, then rock on. Let's let's share this journey together. And I and I love hearing from people. Uh, and one of one of the books, of course, was written by a dog, no. Super Teddy Maximus, who yeah. was uh, he was a rescue. And uh, it was it, it started as a joke at the end of my th- second book. I just put a couple quotes from Super Teddy, and people started asking, when's he going to have his own book? <laughs> so out came Bust Out of Your Crate, Super Teddy's Top 20 Tips for People to Be as Happy as Dogs. That's too funny. Yeah. It, it literally started off as a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I like that. Happy that's, accidents. That's clever, nope. yeah. Yeah, my my mom, my stepmom, and my wife adopted him nine years ago. He was born to a stray mama dog in the streets of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. He was rescued. He was fostered. He was evacuated up here, and they adopted him. And according to my mother-in-law, I've been pimping him out ever since. <laughs> I don't know if it works. Yeah. It works. He's adorable. Yeah, he's loving a fur coat. He's got his own book. He's got his own postcard series. He's been in two fundraising calendars. Nice. And he's, you know, people love that. And if I can put a little motivation behind it and say it's coming from him, go for it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a journey. Yeah, I don't bring him to speaking events anymore because nobody pays attention to me. Yeah. <laughs> I turn into the teacher from Charlie Brown. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah, it's an easy way to lose your audience when you bring that uh, cute Bring a cute around. animal, forget it. The end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's too funny. So do you have any tips for... Um, people who want to get into kind of similar line of work, either podcasting or, you know, public speaking, that mm-hmm. type of stuff. 
For people that want to be, we're all public speakers, by the way. Mm -hmm. If you speak to any other human being in public, congratulations, you're a public speaker. You know, paycheck or stage don't matter. If you deal with other people in your business, you are a public speaker. The, the thing that changed my life the most was being part of a Toastmasters chapter okay. uh, in Concord. We met at 7 a.m. on Fridays. That's the other 7 o'clock. That's the early one. It gave me so much confidence, and it, it helped me to shape all of my messages. So I, I encourage people, if you're not comfortable in front of other people speaking, if you're not sure what to say, join Toastmasters. If you want to start your own radio show, find a free podcasting platform. I use Podbean. I think BeanPod, but backwards. Podbean.com. And it's free for a certain amount of you know, bandwidth. Yeah. Uh, if you want to have a, 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 you know, do videos, start your own YouTube channel. And just go and learn. Look on YouTube. You can, you can learn how to do anything on YouTube. Yeah. So look up how to start a YouTube channel. And I've got dear friends of mine who've, who've shaped mine a lot. And somebody asked me recently, how did you get so confident on camera or so comfortable on camera? Yeah. My answer is always the same. I shot more than 400 uncomfortable videos. <laughs> That's how I got comfortable on camera. Yeah. Now, most of those are gone because they were just cringeworthy. But I wouldn't have gotten better if I hadn't just tried it. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. That's what I tell people all the time. I'm like, if you want to get better on camera, get on camera. Get on camera. I'm like, yes. Yeah pretty much it yeah and don't stare at the camera you know i've yeah. got friends who've said I, I find myself staring at the camera and not you know i said well pretend the camera is a friend of yours who really needs some advice yeah and you're just sharing you're having a conversation hmm. you don't have to yell and scream you don't have to be a hollywood production just have a conversation with the camera and some of some of the videos that people have responded most positively to for me mm-hmm. were these off the cuff get in front of the camera and share a message conversationally yeah. and then just say see you next time thanks for watching <laughs> at the end and that's it yeah yeah all right pretty cool so i think that's a pretty good place to leave off for now uh is great. there anything else you wanted to go over real quick no this has been a blast all right cool thank you so much oh this is great man <laughs> yeah. i love doing these <laughs> yeah this is fun um so thank you so much for joining me and uh, you. i think i got some good tips there for the audience and a lot of good advice for helping people i guess moving their businesses or whatever <laughs> awesome hey i just anytime i end i just hope there was some value there for somebody yeah definitely appreciate it yes thank you guys so much for watching uh we're gonna roll out with a quick word from our sponsors and i will see you all in the next interview there is nothing like getting a good referral for your business if you're looking for a better business head over to nhbusinessshow.com slash gold star to join our referral network today you have spots open for many industries including real estate and insurance so if you're looking for a, a good networking group to pass referral tools and get referrals reach out